What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing? How are you holed up in your house? You watching some stuff? Oh, bro, that's all I'm doing. Literally, all <laughs> I'm doing is watching. Playing YouTube. video games. Oh, I've been doing a lot of that. Like, yo, if you want to get that L in Call of Duty, hit me up. I will give you some L's. I'm out here balling. Shout out to Doom. We're on Warzone, chilling, kicking ass. But yeah, man, I'm doing good. You know, I, I've like I said, I've been locked down for like what feels like two weeks now. So, <laughs> you know. So if you, if you would have had it, you would have been done with it now. Mm-hmm. Facts, but I had to be safe though, cause like I've been in New Orleans, like low key, I was at the Pels game on March six, so you know. I mean, it, it, it's the Mardi Gras thing, man. Like that's why yeah. it's been so fat. That's why we're getting all the cases and all that. Like everyone's got it, you know. I just, you know, I feel bad for like all the people who's you know who are losing family members to this, cause I mean the death toll has kind of gone up there i mean louisiana's in the top 10 yeah um, louisiana has the most cases the third most cases per capita like we out it's it's not good but you know i'm 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 trying to joke through the joke through the rona at this point like the initials i've accepted the fact that like you know it's nothing we can do about it just got to sit in my house and try to make the best of it yeah i mean it's a good time to try and watching a lot of things that you never thought you would watch before like this is not something we're going to talk about on the show but i watched uh this movie called the craft the you ever craft? heard of it no what, what's it about <laughs> it's like a, a 90s um horror movie but oh you know comedy horror movie with like uh nev campbell and, and uh the chick who plays vicky valancourt and the water boy and uh the the actress who played in the mentalist and like they're a bunch of witches and like it's it was it was uh it reminded me a lot of like the the lost boys um it it was an interesting movie but um i had never heard of that before and i just kind of just stumbled upon it so you just kind of like are just watching things that you never thought that you would watch because you got the time to do it and you're trying to kill kill time so I'd say for everyone, the challenge for this week should be watch two movies this week that you would you've seen on the Netflix list that you're like, I would never watch or not. Not I would never, but I I think that would be interesting, but I don't want to watch it today. Be like this time. Watch it today. I watched funny enough. I, I watched Search Party with TJ Miller and Thomas Middleditch. I, and, and I saw Adam that. Powell. Is that good? I, I, look, it is. If you like uh, the Silicon Valley humor, if you like, it's very much so trying to be in the vein of Hangover and all that. But like, they have yeah, enough pe- writers do it. They have enough people in there from JB Smoove to Thomas Middleditch to TJ Miller to uh, freaking uh, what's your girl's name from Community? Allison Brie to nope. uh, Jessica Jones is in there. Like, they got so so many good people in there. Uh. Out from the league, oh my goodness, not not the brother, not the weirdo brother, but the friend that they were like, nah, we're not letting you join the league. But they but they had to they had no choice one season. I think his name oh. is Alfie or Oh shit. But that remember, guy but it's not Jason Mans- Mansukis is that's ex- that's exactly who it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, that guy. He's he's wild in it. So Rafi. it's like 
Rafi, yes. Rafi's in it. It's a pretty good movie. So I, I enjoyed Search Party. My girlfriend put that on. It made me laugh. So, you know, you guys check that out. I think it's, I think it's worth the while when you're in this quarantine content. Especially if you got a couple glasses of vino in you. <laughs> that's all I've been. That's literally, I've been expanding my vino palette, my I feel wine like, life. See, like, I haven't really been buying the, the groceries. So every time I've been sent to the store, it's been to buy, like, wine. Mm-hmm. So I feel like these people think that I'm just, like, living this quarantine on wine. <laughs> Look, man. Gotta pass the. Th- my thing is like, well, you know, I don't have nothing else to do. I'm doing my pods, getting my schoolwork in, doing my my shit at the radios. And like, I don't have shit to do. Like, I'm just sitting here. No, nothing's really popping off. I'm thinking of new ways to put this content out. Like, I'm about to start. You're not watching virtual NASCAR. Fuck no, bro. Excuse my language. Like, I got better things to watch. I've been watching uh, Assassination Classroom. I've been watching uh, freaking Strange Addictions. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger King, which we'll get into. Yo. My girlfriend and her roommate got into the Love Island. Mm. Okay, so like, oh, that's a long, that's a big hole. Yeah, yeah, like that's a long, that's a long voyage. Yeah, I didn't realize how long it was. Honestly, Schubert, I thought it was gonna end before Casa, uh, Casa whatever came in, Casa Olay or Casa whatever. Um, I don't, that- I don't even remember all that. Oh, you yeah. how they have a second group of people, like a whole nother house of people come in? No. Yo, that's when the show gets, like, crazier. But, yeah, man, we might as well get into this week's episode. We got something that I'm excited to talk about, the top ten Cartoon Network shows. We're going to be doing a lot of top ten lists until, like, things get back to normal. And we're going to start off with these cartoon shows. We got Cartoon Network this week. I'm thinking next week we do Nickelodeon. The week after that we do mm-hmm. Disney. Well, when are we gonna do this list that we were gonna do for the 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 con? Oh, oh, the top ten comic book movie. We can do that after. Uh... <laughs> I, I, but I'm, I'm sure our fans like who listen to this have heard us do that list before. Um, yeah, like early, like that was like early in the pod. But we could do a re, we could do a renew one. But yeah, we got top ten Cartoon Network shows this week. I'm hype on that. But you got some Star Wars. That was hard, man. It was, bro. Like we'll get to that. But like, yeah, that was really, really hard. And I didn't know, like, because, see, there's a thing where it's like, are we doing original Cartoon Network programming or are we going to count their licensing? And I was or like, you got to think about how you watched it. Because, like, it could have aired on Cartoon Network, but it's like, well, I didn't really watch it on Cartoon Network. Yeah. And that's what, like the anime stuff. Not counting. Like as much as like Cartoon Network 100 percent got me into anime. Can't count it. But there's things like Looney Tunes, Batman, the animated series that like. Those things got to count. So we'll get into that in the show. But Schubert, if you're ready, man, your boy over here on Vino Train is ready to go. Yeah, as you mentioned, there's some big Star Wars news too. So I am ready to go. So the first thing, let's just give an update on what's going on during the coronavirus. So no more movies, but like an update of what we were talking about last week. They did decide to push movies to on demand. Yeah. Um, the movies that are on there right now, uh, you can watch Frozen 2 on Disney+. Plus. Um, Star Wars is on digital now. Onward is on is available to buy now, but if you wait until April 4th, it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Invisible Man is available to rent, 
Emma is available to rent, which I've actually heard is not bad. Um, the Hunt is available to rent. I saw that. If It's an easy watch if you want to check that out. Uh, March 24th, you're going to have Bloodshot available. Lennon's already seen it. Don't buy it. Don't uh, waste your money. The Way Back. And then, two, and then two movies that we've already seen, Birds of Prey and The Gentleman. I would actually rent The Gentleman to watch it again because it was that good. And I would love to watch The Way Back by Ben Affleck. And Marvel low-key canceling Black Widow, it's like... Y'all need to do the pay-per-view thing, but I think they feel like I they're, think they're waiting on, on it. Yeah, they're going to wait on theaters. They're going to see a, what happens. A rumor with Warner Brothers came out that they were going to uh, put Wonder Woman if it affected it, like, out for pay-per-view VOD. And then, like, they came out and was like, no, nah, that's not true. But I think, like, man, that's the wave. Like, if we're going to be, how long are you going to push these movies back? Like, we don't know how long this is going to last. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Wonder Woman just needs a whole put right now. Like, I think they're fine. They just wait. Because it's not even, they, they're supposed to come out in June. Yeah, we got a whole two months ahead before then. Yeah. Um, in March 31st, Sonic the Hedgehog becomes available and Bad Boys for Life. Gonna rent Sonic for sure. Yep, and that's that's about it. The other one's Trolls World Tour, but neither one of us gonna watch that. No, but I'm excited for the Sonic stuff. Shout out to uh shout out to Sonic and, and all of the stuff they're doing. Good for Bad Boys for Life too coming out. But low key right now, people are saying if the Oscar came out today, like if there are no more movies this year. And the Oscars were between these. Oh movies. shoot! <laughs> Best picture gotta go to the gentleman. <laughs> it's got to. Yeah. Best picture. Who are you giving best actor to though? Some people are saying Will Smith and Bad Boys. I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> I know best supporting is going to Colin Farrell. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. From the gentleman, yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. But um, oh, some people said best supporting could have been Jim Carrey in Sonic. Oh, well, I haven't seen Sonic yet. Yeah, I know. I got to see it. Uh, I can see Best Actress going to Getty, Betty Gilpin. From The Hunt? Yeah. And, and not Margot Robbie, Birds of Prey? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Best Actor. Man, am I giving it to Matthew uh, Matthew McConaughey for The Gentleman? No, it's going to go to Ben Affleck for The Way Back. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, man, that'd be a shitty Oscar. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, there Shit. would still be movies coming out. Like, you know, there's Netflix movies coming out. True, 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 true. We still got some things that could hit, potentially, maybe. There's going to be movies. Like, there's movies that are still in the can that are supposed to come out, and eventually they're just going to do the pay-per-view thing because they're going to make money. And I've already seen, like, the Emma director's like, well, I mean, we're making money off this. Like, this is great. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, these people don't realize that VOD with everybody home, they'll pay for it. Like, they have no yeah. reason, like, to not pay for it. So... We just need twenty dollars is you know when you're not going out and spending your money elsewhere. And then the thing is, like a movie ticket doesn't cost twenty bucks. Like a I movie mean, ticket like, is if, less if you have. But like, let's say you know you're one of these families that has like you know twenty dollars, you can get you know, several people can watch that in a span of forty eight hours. Facts. That's the thing, and it's like so like why not buy it? And I'm with you, you know, or you could rent it for like the the solid three bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Three ninety nine. So that's where I'd be. I'd be renting movies. But all right, that's a that's a good update on Corona. Schubert, I gotta ask you, how do you feel about Ahsoka Tano playing? I mean Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian season two. I think she's gonna look great. Are you excited about this? Like, is this is oh, this? I'm hyped. So I like, how great. how big of a deal is this? Like, do, like I'm. I want to ask you. 
will, will we see her two lightsabers? Is she going to be with oh, Baby yeah. Yoda? Like, what's going down? Well, you got to think in The Mandalorian Season 2, he's kind of going to try and figure out the origins of this child, what he's going to do with him. And he's going to have to seek Jedi help in this. And who's the... There's only, you know, we know that Luke's out there, but we also know that Ahsoka's out there, too. And I think Ahsoka would be a better person to rope into this since we don't want to bring in the whole Luke Skywalker thing. So, yeah, true. I'm not mad it. at it. I'm happy and, for Rosario Dawson. Well, it also gives us an idea of, like, where Baby Yoda could have gone after this to where mm-hmm. he's not in, like, the sequel trilogy. It could have been with, it could be with Ahsoka. Um, you know, I just, you know, need to reach out to Star Wars fans out there and be like stop hating so hard like you know everyone wants to get on the felony about the whole ahsoka thing like if if he is telling his story then why not use ahsoka like ahsoka is his character he's had her for everything like it, it would actually really fit into the story right now and there's not a lot of characters that can fulfill that role and so i think it really works right now and rosario dawson everyone's upset that she's the cast because they want ashley Eckstein to be be it, but Ashley Eckstein would look nothing like Ahsoka, and they would have to CGI her real hard. Like, at yeah, least Rosario I, Dawson, like, you put some makeup on her, and she's gonna look like Ahsoka. And and also, Rosario Dawson's the perfect age post-Rebels, and, like... Exactly. They, they want to use, if this works, they want to use Eckstein her for other be too stuff. Young. Yeah, like, let the... Who, who is compl- That has to be... All, all of them. They're the Star Wars man. community? Yeah. Gosh, y'all are tripping. Like, let Rosario Dawson do her thing. I'm hyped for this. I think this could be good because, like, if we're going to do Disney Plus stuff on and with Star Wars, shit, we could get it. So, this could get us, this could get us to see Sabine Wren. This could get us to see maybe Ezra at some point on Disney Plus. Like, if we're not going to be in the, in the loot, in the Skywalker saga, I definitely want to see the Rebels crew, see what they're up to. Yeah, I mean, I'm into any of that. Like, I really am a big fan of all the Rebels and Clone Wars stuff, and I think this is great that it's all tying in. We saw that the Dark Saber is coming into coming into this, and so we know that we're going to play upon Dave Filoni's past works. Um, so, of course, Ahsoka is making an appearance. I just think this is good because now we have an idea of some Jedi stories that we can tell that don't include the saga. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Rosario Dawson. If she does Ahsoka really well, I would hope that they would use her in different ways. Maybe have her own show. Yeah, give her or, like a, or a little movie, or a little movie with like her and Sabine doing the outer re- regions thing. Like it could be, it's it's got potential to be something really good for Star Wars in this phase. Um, no, I agree. I'm hyped for this. I saw that, and it's just like, oh. It's just the people's stigmas on Ahsoka that just need to change. And luckily, Ahsoka is going to probably have a really good arc in this Clone Wars show. So hopefully that will help people's tone. Are you change. watching the new season of Clone Wars? Um, I'm kind of waiting. Yeah, I've watched a few. Like I'm watch, I'm waiting for different arcs. Like I want to watch an arc and then I don't want to get stuck waiting on an arc. Mm. If that makes sense. So right now I'm watching like the Bad Batch arc and I finished that. But now the new arc's going on, so I'm going to wait for that arc to close, and I'll watch that arc. How many more episodes do they have? Uh, I'm pretty sure there's about a month left. Okay, so there's some time. I'm going to wait till it's out to binge it all. But dope, dope. Good for Rosario Dawson. 
Good for the Star Wars community. I'm glad that we get to see Ahsoka Tano live. Hopefully, we'll get to see those dual white lightsabers in action. Oh, yeah. That would be litty, especially in Mando's seat. Look, Mando, man, becoming the best thing that's happened in Star Wars in a long time. Yeah, I mean, if you ask a lot of people, Mando is the best thing that's happened to Star Wars since the original trilogy for some, for a lot of people. Uh, Look, I ain't mad at it. But Mando is great. And, I mean, I, I kind of want to do a rewatch of that in this time. We should do a Netflix watch party. You know that little thing where we can uh, get everybody to watch something on Netflix? But we'll, we'll talk about that off air. Could but we yeah. record that? Uh, maybe, possibly. That'd be lit. We'll get everybody all up in there. We could do like a little chat room. We'll talk about it yeah. off air, the logistics. But next up, final news topic of the day. Harley Quinn released a new trailer because season two's dropping April 3rd. This season looks like it's going to take take uh, inspiration from Batman's No Man's Land, where each villain's going to have a territory of the city. I'm excited for that. We see little uh, uh, peaks at maybe Darkseid's going to be in this season. Batgirl's going to be in this season. We see the love interest between Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn playing up. And we see uh, Catwoman in this season. Schubert, I'm excited for season two because season one of Harley Quinn was really, really good. Yeah. Harley Quinn is a great show, and I think it's really playing on the momentum now. Birds of Prey. I think a lot of people were receptive of Birds of Prey, and I want to say, in my in my opinion, I feel like a good bit of good positive reception to Birds of Prey was because of this show. And I think that you know, it's good for it to be coming back as soon as it is because it's going to be playing on all this momentum that it has. And I really think that this could be something that people would go to, to DC Universe for in anticipation for also a Titan season if hopefully we would get. Yeah, I don't I don't at this point, I don't know if we're getting it this year, but we'll see. It's we'll weird see. with all this corona stuff. But I'm hyped for Harley Quinn. Look, it's hitting the chord. Good for uh Kaylee Kuko. Good for everybody involved. That show is absolutely hilarious. If you love adult animation, adult humor mixed with superheroes. That's that's what you need, and I'm gonna be watching it come April third. We'll probably review all of season one, or give it like a little season one recap and review for next week's episode. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. It's short and sweet. Yeah, get people ready for uh, April third, and keep keep this quarantine content coming on the Bros Who Binge. But Schubert, that's all the news we have this week. What yeah. do you have to recommend to people for movie on the rise? Because there's no box office because the theaters are shut down. <laughs> it's true. Uh, um. I would tell people to go out and watch The Hunt. Okay. It was it was pretty good. Betty Gilpin. Everyone knows her from Glow. This is kind of like the first time I've seen her in a, a big movie. And I feel like she does a good job. It's got a lot of like female John Wick vibes. Um, and uh, I would tell everyone to go check out The Gentleman when it comes out March 24th. It's like Lynn said earlier on in the show. It, if it was going to be the Oscars right now, that would be our best picture. Yeah, it would 100% be the best picture. Uh, I'm going to give on March 27th, this upcoming Friday, Ozark Season 3. It's going to be out there. I am hyped for it. I'm I'm almost done with Season 2. And I'll be caught up with Westworld for you guys for next week. I know I said I would have, but I just fell off on Westworld. I'll be ready to go for Westworld and, uh, and um, o- Ozark Season 3. But also, I got to recommend this little documentary called Tiger King <laughs> on... <laughs> Movie on the rise, because my goodness, me and my girlfriend were early on the wave. Watched it like two days ago, two, three days ago. I was like, what is this on net? What's this Tiger King shit? And I was like, all right, I'm going to check it out. Yo, I was like, 
there there are people living like this in the world. What is going on? Can we is it time we can talk about it? Yeah, it's the time. Bro, what the fuck did we watch? What the fuck? Yeah. I like I, I, the one thing I said at the end of the first episode was I'm rooting for none of these people. <laughs> like all these people are criminals. <laughs> Yo, shout out to my guy, Doc Antle, because that was my favorite throughout the my girlfriend was like, You're disgusting. I was like, look, man, it's not my fault this man recruited all these ladies in here to be in his harem, take care of these little tigers. <laughs> Yeah, that dude's wild. And, like, yeah, my girlfriend was sick of that. And, like, especially when that dude in Kentucky was like, yeah, I was like, I don't want to know how you're training the Tigers. I want to know how you're training the women. Yo, you're talking about Tim Stark, Tony yeah. Stark's dumbass country cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Oh, shit. Yeah, that, that stuff's wild, man. Like, the fifth episode is the craziest where he's, like, running – uh, what's his name? Uh, Joe Exotic is running for president, running for governor. <laughs> Nearly wins. Governor has a discussion. He's like, so we're like, if we win, what the fuck are we going to do? Yo, he was like Trump. What the fuck? I didn't know he ran. I didn't know John Oliver did the segment of that. I was like, what the hell? But no, even before that, this dude linking up with Ro- Robert Kirkman, famous TV producer, and is just making shows bashing this lady named Carol Baskin, making hand over fist, just doing his zoo, clowning, and then, like, Carol Baskin, this leader of this uh, Big Cat Rescue Corporation, I'm like, yo, you're a hypocrite because you're running a zoo, too. Exactly. I'm like, all of this shit is crazy. Joe Exotic's this redneck gay zooer, and I'm just like, what is going on? Homie marrying two dudes. One of the dude, both the dudes are straight. They're just lying. They're just, they're just lying. He's pumping them with meth and weed. <laughs> meth, weed, cocaine. We like. I was like, what the fuck is going on? But at first, I gotta say this because at first, when I was first watching it, I gotta be honest, you. But I was like, Joe taking good care of them cats. Like Joe not, Joe not doing nothing crazy to them cats. Uh, Carol Baskin got more shit looking wrong with her cages than his cages but then as it went on and I think his downfall was like you said when he ran for president and governor yeah. after that he could not rebound <laughs> Joe is a wild man like the Tiger King was gone he was now in a deep dark place yeah I mean another part of that like that fifth episode you also find out like that one of his husbands like not necessarily like commit suicide, but like accidentally kills himself. Wait, and it was that, you know, I thought he did that on purpose. No, dude, like he thought he was telling the dude, like, this gun has blanks, there's no blanks in here. Like, see, blah blah blah. blah. Oh, damn. And so, like, that dude was that was why that dude was like, he didn't just do that, like, right in front of me. Like, damn, rest in peace to Travis. It was just sad, it was super sad because at that point, you're like. You're finding out that none of these dudes were actually gay. They were just pumped up with all these drugs. And then when you see Joe Exotic go do his his Joe Exotic shit at the funeral, it's like, yeah. Oh, dude, that was that was so cringeworthy. And the nigga started singing. I was and, like, mo- and the mom was clapping. <laughs> I said, low-key, if Joe Exotic wanted to be a country singer, he, he would have probably made a good, good, good career as that instead of doing what he's doing now. Well, now he's in jail, so it well, doesn't you thought, even... you thought those songs were good? Thought he had a decent singing voice. 
I didn't think it was bad. That was auto tune. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't even realize. But yo, I have this thing. Carol Baskin killed her husband. Like, what? oh yeah. <laughs> like, no question. She fed him to a tiger, especially when she says in the episode, like when you remember when they uh all the workers were upset at Joe and they led like the tigers. They supposedly put cologne on his boots and that's why them, them, all them, them cats were like messing with him and then that's why he had to shoot the bullets in the air Carol Baskin was like I don't know if I want my tigers to eat somebody if I'm putting cologne on the boots I put something like sardine oil on the person and then let the tigers go to town and I was like yo <laughs> she did it <laughs> she knows like, she knows how to season the human Yo, and then when you see Car- when you see uh Don Lewis's Carol Baskin's husband's ex-wife, and she's like, Yeah, I don't like that bitch. I was like, Oh shit. But then you find out that Carol Baskin took everything from his daughters, and like she just hoarded all the money to go marry old Howard, old simp ass Howard getting a leash around. Did you see that? Yeah, the, 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 I was gonna say the picture with the leash around his neck. I was like, Oh my god, dude. Simp ass Howard. <laughs> Yo, this show, like you said, when you said you weren't rooting for anybody, this everybody in this show is a fuck. <laughs> yeah, they're all terrible people. Except, except the manager who lost his legs. Yeah. He's a good guy. So is the well, girl. Well, I mean, like, a lot of the workers are, like, you know, they're innocents. Yeah, facts. The lady. These loonies. I would have sued Joe ass. <laughs> oh, I would oh, yeah. sue. <laughs> My girlfriend's like, she didn't sue. Is she making a hundred dollars a day a week? Oh, I was suing Joe at Joe was only paying them people a hundred dollars a week. Dude, that dude like started a pizza joint out of the old Walmart meat. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. <laughs> oh, salami and sausage and shit like that. <laughs> He's like, come to come try the best pizza in Oklahoma. Oh shit. The tire kick was a wild man, bro. Tiger King was a wild boy. Tiger King had a Prince Albert a, a, a penis piercing and would hang locks. <laughs> that nigga's wild. <laughs> Didn't wear no underwear. Was free balling to every event. <laughs> but sold underwear in the gift shop. And see, I was my girlfriend was like, oh, first episode, my girlfriend was like, oh, all these people are on drugs. And I was like, nah, nah, they didn't say none of that yet. <laughs> Let it be. By the time you get to episode five, you find out, oh yeah, they're on some bad drugs. was like, look at their teeth. Yeah, that's what she said. I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Even Carol Baskin. <laughs> uh, who did you not like the most? Because let's see. For a while, Carol Baskin. Yeah, me too. I still don't like her the most. <laughs> I think Joe's just misunderstood. <laughs> I don't know. That dude's a terrible person. <laughs> He's an awful person. <laughs> so it's but not- like, but like, it's not. But like you said, like it wasn't like he was like you know treating those cats all that bad. But like until you know the shit hit the fan. Carol Baskin was a straight up hypocrite. <laughs> she killed a man. <laughs> uh. Who else I didn't like? I didn't like that other dude who came in, the old, the old Harley Davidson motherfucker, <laughs> Joe Thice. What's his name? Or Johnny Thice? What the fuck was? You talking name? about the Tony Montana guy? <laughs> no, 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 not the. Oh shit, I forgot about him. I liked him. No. He was dope. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the dude who bailed. Uh, who oh bailed yeah, Jeff Lowe. 
Yeah, Jeff Lowe. Dude, that guy was a terrible person, too. Like, he would take those Cubs to, like, Vegas, and then, like, you know, he and his, like, wife would swing with, like, random people that they would get into the hotel rooms by petting tigers. Oh, it was, like, Jeff Lowe was, like, a really bad guy. Like, Jeff Lowe supposedly is 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 upset at this, uh... At this doc being out, Jeff Lowe's like, I'm not trying to make it to jail, but Jeff Lowe's doing a lot of legal shit. Well, I mean, I would a lot a lot of those people I think we should be upset that this doc came out. Oh yeah. Except Jeff for Lowe. like homie, you know, homie what with Bacarta, you know, his name means Lord and uh whatever. Oh, Megavara, Doc Antle? Yeah, Doc Antle out there. <laughs> like he, he could be fine with a doc. Like he don't look that bad. Doc like, Antle he definitely don't look good, but I mean, like people, but it is what it is with him. Doc Ant is like that super villain that knows he bad, but that's gonna that's gonna come out and show. Oh yeah, I'm a good dude. You guys not gonna know it unless y'all catch me directly in the act. But y'all not gonna have no video of it. Fuck out. Yeah, of he's it. like Wilson Fisk. Yeah, Doc Ant. Doc Ant not getting caught. Uh, Joe Joe Lewis or whatever his name is, Joe. Uh, Joe, Joe Exotic. No, not Judge. What's the other guy's name? John? Uh, Joe, Jeff Loeb? Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Loeb. Lowe. Jeff Lowe? That nigga's a skis. The other, the fat guy that was with him who you didn't, you didn't finish, but like. Yeah, no, the strip kid. club guy? He, homie ended up being an FBI informant. What? <laughs> yeah, he turns with the feds because the feds have so much shit on him. And then he ends up giving up Jeff Lowe and, and Joe. And then Jeff Lowe's like, fuck it, I'll snitch too. And then that's how they get Joe ass in jail. Cause Joe okay. set up the hitman with uh you know that dude that worked for Jeff Lowe, Allen. Yeah. He sent Allen to go kill him, kill uh Carol Baskin. Allen ended up taking Joe money and then just going to the strip club. <laughs> 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 so then they so then they send in they try to make another deal and Joe's stupid ass accept the deal and then like boom the feds got his ass. Dumb. Not Joe in jail. All messing behind Carol Baskin. Joe was making a lot of money too. If he never messed with Carol Baskin, he could have just did like Doctor Ansel and just kept running his zoo. Well, I mean, if the if the whole stuff wouldn't have happened in his reality show, would have came out that he could have been like the next the next Turtle Man. Yeah, true. Or I mean, shit. He two mistakes: running for governor and, and president. He almost big, got that though. But still, big mistake. And number two, he should have never. I don't think he should have messed with the reality TV show. I think he should have just did like Doc Antle and just did his zoo, made his money going all these appearances and events, and and he, bro, he was making a million dollars. Oh, dude, he, but he wanted to be a star. Yeah, Joe Tiger King fucked up. Not Joe Exotic sitting in the jail with no money. Uh, his his ex husband is dead. His other husband got a kid and wife, and nobody. And then you know he married somebody two months after uh. After uh, what's his yeah, name? Yeah, Dylan. D- nobody knows what's up with Dylan's ass. So, shit is crazy. It just makes me think, like, damn, they got people out here living like this. But when they were showing all the big cat maps, we I, I know where Louisiana's big cat shit is. The gross tet uh stop before LSU. Oh yeah, but they closed that. Nah, bro, that shit's still open, huh? I don't think so. They had that cat in the gas station. Yeah, I don't think that's open anymore. Shit's crazy, so you know, out here in Louisiana, but I'm sure they have Louisiana's t- got one of those like uh zebras and antelope safaris out here. Where? Uh near Pearl River. 
real crazy. But that's that Tiger King shit. Joe Exotic, well, you know, man, I hope you learned your lesson in jail. I wonder if he's ever going to get out. Yeah, man, I wonder. I mean, crazy. All right, Shibu, what you think of this week's episode of Dave? Uh, I thought it was funny. It's definitely good that we get incorporated more with the uh, the roommate. You know, he's hilarious. Yeah, is his um, name Mark? Mark, yeah. Uh, there were some good Gata moments. You got to have some good Gata moments. I, th- I thought this was a great episode for Mark because Mark's like one of my favorite characters. But like you said, great Gata moments. We get to see that Mark's is going to be his manager, which I dig 100%. Like, Mark should have always been his manager. Homies in finance. Like, I hope they make it through. And I thought they had just some good bits. I, I don't think this was the best episode of Dave, but I thought it was solid. Yeah, it was good to keep it going. What was the thing? It was like, somebody suck me. Oh, yeah. And he wore the the uh, the, mask the mask or the dog, the wolf in Looney Tunes suit. The zoot suit. Oh, yeah. 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 Some, somebody suck me. Somebody suck me. <laughs> his, his mom was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's like that's like one of those things that you think about is like, what are the what are the parents think? Like, oh, yeah, my kid's famous for this video of him saying, somebody suck me. <laughs> While wearing a zoot suit everywhere. But shit, everybody was doing it. Oh, shout out to Taco. Taco got to work with Trippy Red. I like the I like the rapper cameos in this. Young the, the bit with Young Thug was hilarious. Where he's like, ooh, I don't know if I should smoke this, especially because we're in, like, quarantine. Where, where we are right now, yeah. Yeah, with corona. I thought it was very topical, so I thought that was hilarious. Uh, seeing Gunna in there, Trippy Red. Nah, man, Dave is just progressing as a very very good comedy and i'm watching it week to week yeah it's definitely a show that i'm keeping up with it's fun um need some good comedy right now and uh fx really is killing it i'm definitely interested to see what happens did you see the um and i mean with always sunny but because like i was reading twitter today rob McElhaney retweeted somebody where they tweeted, I can't wait for the Always Sunny episode of the gang being quarantined. And he was like, is somebody going to tell him? Because there's already an episode called that. Yeah. I thought so that was you, pretty funny. But I'm I mean, not, I would like to see an Always Sunny. Like, what if the Always Sunny season was all just them during the coronavirus? That would be hella, hella hilarious. Like, I understand they get quarantined. I saw like a, a, a app where it's like, uh, not an app, like a meme where it was like, uh, U.S. is is Dennis and uh, everybody else. It's during the quarantine episode, and Dennis is like, "Oh yeah, I think I'm good." And it's Italy, China, and everybody else. And he's like, "Bro, you're gonna die." <laughs> it was just like <laughs> shit made me laugh. But nah, man, it's always sunny. I gotta see another season. But it, being in my in my house is making me want to sign up and watch Mythic Quest. Oh yeah, you should watch Mythic Quest, man. Mythic is it Quest funny? Is funny. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's pretty funny. I mean it's not like always sunny funny, but it's good it's enough. A, it, yeah, it, it it moves. Okay, I'm gonna I'm give it a peep, but yeah, hopefully I mean, I, a... I'm Go interested ahead. in watching a lot of the other stuff on Apple TV, and you know I mentioned a lot of that stuff last week, but uh, there was another show that I didn't mention that I think is really cool. It's called For All Mankind, and mm. um, it's imagine the world where the global space race never ended. The kind of the whole concept is that Russia wins the space race and that they get a man on the moon. So the U.S. is like, well, how do we beat Russia? We're going to get a woman on the moon. So it's about, you know, what if they decided that they were going to have an all-female astronaut team in, like, the 1970s? Damn. And try and get them to the moon. Okay, real crazy. I might have to peep game, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm hyped. My thing is, 
I'm excited to see what Apple TV has to bring. But shout out to Rob McElhaney. Hopefully we can get a new uh season of It's Always Sunny where they're doing that type of stuff. I know I would love to see like maybe not a quarantine, but the gang gang deals with social distancing. That yeah, that would work. <clears throat> yeah. So like when we can see them doing like, nah, I'm going out. And like Charlie's one of like Dennis and Mac are like, nah, bro, we're going out. And and D and Charlie are like, nah, man, we're staying in. And Frank's like, bro, live your life. And like you can see all the different aspects. Of what people are doing right now. Frank would definitely not quarantine himself. No, like go to Miami or some shit like that. And, and then end up like the spring breakers with it. And Frank comes back like, damn, I got the Rona. <laughs> as long as they call it the Rona, it would be absolutely hilarious. Hope you could take that idea. It's always sunny because I would love to see that. But let's get into the main topic of this week. The top 10 Cartoon Network TV shows. All right, yeah. Uh, this was a hard list because, like, like we were saying earlier, you have to include licensed content. But I think some licensed content shouldn't have been included, which we did. And then I think some original pro, like most of the original program, should have been on the list, which we did. But I don't know, man. I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with my list. What were some of your honorable mentions? Oh, honorable mentions. I got Animaniacs. I got Teen Titans, the OG. I got Adventure Time, I got Ben 10, and I got Clone Wars. All right. Well, damn. What are uh, some for, of your honorable mentions? For me, I only have two. Uh, Dexter and uh, Total Drama. The whole side. Ah, total, shout out to Total Drama. That was hilarious. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to sneak it in there at 10, but there's just too many good things. There's too much good shit, and I'm, I'm upset at, some of you, at one of your honorable mentions, but I'm sure you're upset at some of mine. Let's get into it. What you got at number 10? Uh, from... Me, number 10, I have Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Uh, what? Ed, Ed, and Eddie was a really solid show for for me. Uh, for a while, I couldn't watch it. It was one of those shows that I guess parents were just like, this is too stupid. Like, I can't make you, have you watch this. But I think it has a lot of really quotable stuff. And what did a really good job as a Cartoon Network show of really developing a, a band of characters. All right. All right. I'm not going to speak on it because I have Ed, Ed, and Eddie later in my list. At number 10... I got to go with the classic when you're either at home around like early in the morning from a school day. And most of the day, all that's playing is Tom and Jerry. Oh, I, I got the OG Tom and Jerry. What they did in that just er, just the premise of, is a is a mouse, a cat chasing a mouse and the mouse and cat don't get along and how they coexist. You get other characters like Bruce the dog. You get the black cat. Uh, you get all the, just the female cat, the female the, mouse. Yeah, the female mouse, the cousin mouse who's all buff and comes in and who's a game. The legs. And whoops whoops uh Tom's ass. You see yeah. them go to space, you see them do all kind of stuff. Tom and Jerry is a very solid show from our parents' generation that just managed to make it into ours. And I think those days where you were sick and you stayed home and watched Tom and Jerry, that was just some of the best days in yeah. It's just it's just simple television, no dialogue, just music and these people doing things and with sound effects. Like I think it's absolutely hilarious. No humans. Some some episodes had humans in them, but the humans weren't important. I love Tom and Jerry. That's why it's at number ten. Yeah, Tom and Jerry was a really fun show. It was uh, definitely you know I definitely like the classic ones more so than the new age because oh yeah I'm talking age, they kind of do like some of that plot stuff. Oh yeah, and no no I'm talking was, it, OG. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was definitely a good one. Uh, number nine for me is uh, Code Yoko. Code Lyoko made the list. Yeah, bro, that was the show that I would come home to every day and watch. 
crazy. Okay, okay. Give me some more about it. What's up with it? Why why do you put Code Lyoko on the list? Uh, because it's kind of like a show that no one really thinks about, but it was the perfect mix of a Toonami show and, and Cartoon Network. Mm. I mean, it, uh, I felt like the story was kind of fantastical, but also grounded enough that it was kind of like a video game thing. So everyone kind of relate to that. And it made, every time I watched it, it made me want to like play it. You know, it was kind of, I thought that. At the time, the the computer graphics looked like so great for what it was trying to accomplish, and it was this underlying story that it carried on was great. It was like really compelling and really drove drove home like an overall narrative. It was very much an anime show, so yeah. I mean, like it it had. If you look back at it now, you can see all the tropes that it had, but it was more so of a cartoon on Cartoon Network that had a through line more so than any of these other shows that we could name on our list. Like, it, it's true. I mean, you know, I could go back to my number 10, Ed and Eddie. Ed and Eddie doesn't have a lot of through line plots. Every All episode's right. its own thing. But like well, my- Cody Loco kind of was one of your only Cartoon Network shows that through lined. My number nine has a through line in my number nine is the Gennady Tonikowski classic something that changed the game was on toonami was on original dark original cartoon network that's why it makes it i'm talking jack to the jack samurai jack samurai jack not a lot of dialogue you don't hear the main character talk it's about this this samurai who is destined to defeat this hundred or this millennial year old demon named aku his his father has the legendary sword but while some shit happens, Aku comes back. He doesn't end up fighting him. Aku sends him to the future, and then Aku ends up winning. And it's the whole story is about Jack getting back to the past to get back to his family, defeat Aku, and save the world. That show was ahead of its time. Talk about anime s. Talk about adult themes. When they brought the show back and put it on Adult Swim. And with the added gore, added violence, it just added to everything about Samurai Jack. This show is quintessential 90s kid love. Like, if you were a 90s kid and you grew up, you watched Samurai Jack. And it was just just amazing. Like, seeing everything from when Jack was training with the different races of people. And then seeing when he goes to the future, dealing with the Scottish homie. Or dealing with the different alien types, like... Seeing which culture Jack would come in contact with, it was always amazing. And having him, the threat of Aku be so great, it was like, how can the samurai do it? And when you when they brought it, it back, it was also kind of thrilling. Yeah, like, man, uh, like scary. This was, and the, this was it was epic. very tense for a, a, a lot a show that was marketed to kids that were like you know seven years old. Super super epic show, man. That's why Samurai Jack had to make the list for me. Um, yeah. Samurai Jack didn't make the list for me, but it definitely is a really solid show. Mainly because I didn't catch up with it until later on. Okay. Um, okay. But I did. I, I did watch it like in the beginning, but like I couldn't even remember it that like, like that until the until it got revitalized. Okay. Um, number eight for me was one of your honorable mentions, Teen Titans. Ah, okay, solid. I understand. I'm good with you putting it in there. Great show. Yeah, Teen Titans is is really 
a great show. Um, I th- even think that Teen Titans Go carried it on in a, in a not so bad way. People who kind of give it a bad rap. So I think that the characters that I created there really kind of have built the idea of the Titans. And if without that show, we don't have the Titans show that we have on the DC universe today. Oh, facts. And that's why people are so upset with the Titans show because this this show made the quintessential what people expect from the Teen Titans, not the comics, not anything like that. It was this show. People want to see their typical Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, Robin, and Cyborg because of what this show did, how popular this show was. This show elevated Teen Titans to a point where, yes, they had a big boom with uh, the Marv Wolfman run in the comics back in the DA, and yeah, New Teen Titans in the 90s did something, but for 90s kids going into the early 2000s and to get kids into DC Comics, it was like the animated series from Batman to Justice League to Superman, and what this did was it invigorated teens and young kids because it was like, oh, this Teen Titans series, these kids are like me, but they're fighting uh, villains. Such a great, great show. Well, it it's something that is more relatable than the Justice League because they're Facts. dealing with more of adult issues. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, Batman and Wonder Woman's complicated relationship. That's like, that's not the kind of things that like kids are kind of glomming onto more so than like Beast Boy and Cyborg have a feud about pizza. Like, those are the kind of storylines that. Beast Boy hiding his feelings for Raven. Yeah, stuff like that that was relatable. And then you could also hide the really serious through line of them fighting these villains that Blade. were trying to take over the world Slade, yeah. you know so it, it ended up really being a, a solid show people, for the people don't even people don't even realize like it's it's only happening now because so many renditions of the characters happen but for majority of the early 2000s i'd say until mid 2010s People didn't know of Deathstroke as Deathstroke. People knew of him as Slade. Slade, yeah. Because of the thing was, Cartoon Network couldn't call him Deathstroke, and they weren't going to call him Slade Wilson. They were like, let's make it evil, and let's call him Slade. And it was just like, yo, that was so badass that Titans did that, and it's just something that stuck with the culture to this day. Like I, I know people know of him as Deathstroke, but if you ask the majority of people who this guy is that are our age, they'll say Slade. But... At number eight for me, this is where I bring in Scooby-Doo, but I'm not bringing in Scooby-Doo, where are you? I'm not bringing what's new Scooby-Doo. I'm bringing in, in specifically, a pup named Scooby-Doo. This show was absolutely amazing. We got to see the the, the gang as kids. We got to see him uh, deal with Commander Cool and all the mall stuff. And just, I felt like this was more entertaining. It was the the character development felt there. We got to see them have school issues. We got to see them just as kids living it up in the mall, solving mysteries. And it just was a fun, fun show. The music was amazing. Like all the different villains were great. The reveals felt more earned. I At just that point, when it came out, it was the most uh, recent Scooby Doo cartoon. Yep, it was. So it was, it felt it was the most before what's new for the time. Facts, and it just it felt. Right in the in that late '90s era, and I just uh, to me, pup named Scooby Doo is the best Scooby Doo, and nobody can convince me otherwise. Uh, I'm gonna punt on talking about Scooby Doo. All right, that's cool. That's cool. What you got at number uh, seven? Clone Wars. Nice. That's one of my honorable mentions. I just couldn't. And, you know, cut the for, must. For me, a lot of the things I'm can just I'm 
glomming on everything. So I mean, I mean Tarkowski and the animated. Yeah. I mean, but because both serve really great s- stories in their own right. I mean, they don't connect in any way, but each one of them are super interesting. Um, if you, I mean, if you like Samurai Jack, then you would love the Tarkowski version of Clone Wars. I mean, it's the almost the exact same. And uh, yeah, and then the Clone Wars series that's still going on right now on Disney Plus is great, and it is now carrying into even farther Star Wars lore, even the Mandalorian. So yeah, no, Clone Wars was amazing, man. Without Tarkowski, without the stuff being on Toonami and being on Cartoon Network, this show wouldn't have ever gotten to the point to where it's at. Like this show builds a lot of lore that people are taking and putting into the Disney verse into Mandalorian. Like without clone wars, a lot of the stuff we're getting today wouldn't exist. And the show was great. So shout out to Filoni. Shout out to everybody who made this show. Just, it just couldn't cut the mustard on my list, but I get why you have it on there and I'm not mad at it. And number seven for me, I got one of my first, well, Samurai Jackson, original cartoon network programming, but I got one of the first non tsunami s original programming. I got the Powerpuff Girls, man, because Ugh. what this show did for girls and even boys alike, it was these superhero girls who would go in, save their town. They would have problems. They'd have issues. And it was just like they had some of the best villains, Mojo Jojo, him, the gang Green Gang, uh, uh, the It, the Big Perp Fuzzy Lumpkin. They had uh, rowdy rough boys, rowdy rough boys like all oh, they had great, great villains and the stories are great. I'm not talking about the remake. I'm talking about the OG Powerpuff Girls, the family next door who were jelly and they just ended up evil, being evil. The little rich girl who was in their class who ended up getting like some super suit, like the monsters that would come in and mess with the town, the mayor's relationship with Miss uh Miss whatever her name is, where they would just show that lady legs, and it was always implied that the mayor was trying to fuck her. Like, that <laughs> shit was amazing, bro. Shout out to the Powerpuff Girls. Shout out to Professor X for making it. Was it Miss Bellum? Yeah, Miss Bellum! Miss Bellum was always doing suggestive, suggestive shit in the mayor's office. Damn. Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Bellum. <laughs> Yo... Miss Sarah Bellum, she was out here, always showing them legs, letting the uh, letting the mayor grab onto her waist. <laughs> Yo, I got I got not much to add on the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> You're not a fan, huh? Not really. Damn hater, huh? I but watched it's all it. Good. It's all good. What you got at number six? Uh, the regular show. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna punt on talking about that one. Okay, well, the regular show I thought uh, was. One of the greater shows that was in the new age of Cartoon Network, um, I, I felt like it kind of fit, fit like a comedy hall that kind of went over the little kids' heads, but really kind of spoke to the old, old Cartoon Network lovers like us, I guess. So that we're still trying to watch Cartoon Network shows, but there wasn't much on, but except you know regular show Adventure Time and teen, Total Drama. So like those were the only stuff that you could really watch when you were when we were in high school. On Cartoon Network and a you know, regular show kind of transcended the whole kitty show, kitty channel for me. I mean, it was, it had some like undertones, but yeah, we'll get to it when we talk later with you. Yeah, I can't, I, it's not, it's not a punt for too far. And number six, I got the Looney Tunes, man. Bugs Bunny, De- uh, uh, Donald, I mean, not Don, Daffy Duck, uh, 
Marvin the Martian, Elmer Fudd, Yosemite Sam, Porky Pig, Speedy Gonzalez, uh, Foghorn Leghorn, the whole kid and caboodle. I'm talking the OG Looney Tunes. This is what got me to love Cartoon Network. The shows are still, I mean, the episodes are still classic and great. It's rabbit season. It's duck season. The barber uh, that they're doing the play where it's like, or the fucking duck dodgers from the 21st and a half century. All that shit was absolutely amazing. And I can still watch Looney Tunes to this day. Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner, all the acne parts and him not being able to get them. Having that Tom and Jerry aspect plus much, much more. Looney Tunes set the template, and to me, it is the OG Cartoon Network show, and I had to put it on my list. Yeah, man, it's definitely one of the, it's the essential cartoon, cartoons. I mean, like, they're the cartoons that built the whole foundation, uh, but I have it later on. All right, we'll talk later. All right, well, number, oh, go ahead, you're number five, I'm tripping. Number five, Codename Kids Next Door. Oh, I'm definitely got a pun on that one. Yeah, um... It was, I think it's the last of the middle ages of Cartoon Network, I would say. Not the new age, but not like the old age. Um, but this is the best show that I thought of that era, of like the Billy and Mandy era and stuff like that. Mm, okay. And, um, and it, I mean, it just, we'll talk about it more when we get to you, but I mean, it just uh, was way... T- ahead of its time in the kind of storytelling it was trying to tell and like yeah, it really if, they, was. If, if they tried to do it now in a live action or even like a more advanced animation it could probably be the best show on TV. It, it, they told a lot of great great stuff and we'll, we'll get to all that but at number five for me I got what you had to me this is the best of the new age cartoons and I know people say Adventure Time but for me it's regular show to have these two stoner-esque post-college, pre-college kids in Mordecai and Rigby working at this park with these weird-ass characters like Muscle Man, High Five Ghost, Skips, who's this multi-dimensional fucking superhero, Pops, the old man who owns the shit, and then Benson as the manager of the park. He's a gumball machine. Just seeing the different adventures between these guys was absolutely amazing. Mordecai's the biggest loving simp in cartoon history, chasing behind... Uh, the red, the red uh, bird, and then uh, eventually the cloud girl. Like Mordecai simping out here. Rigby's out here just being a loser at life. But it's just fucking hilarious. They just play video games, get drunk on soda and pizza, and have a good time. This show should have been on Adult Swim, so we could have saw them smoking weed, yes. saw them getting drunk, saw them partying. But they made it work for Cartoon Network, and they would always get in a crazy ass adventure. Whether we saw freaking kaiju in monster fights we saw dimension traveling we saw a tron-esque episode the the world building in this show from dealing with death to dealing with all the different side shit was absolutely amazing this show was as it was a, a big acid trip and it was just great from the three line of just these two stoner bros working at a park yeah that's what i'm saying like it was a show that snuck its way into the kid part of cartoon network I don't know how I made it. I don't know how I made it either. I mean, like, it just didn't say it didn't say or do anything that was like explicitly not uh, suitable for children. It, 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 like, that's the thing. Like, it, it was so the under li- the radar. It teetered the line. line so well. Like, one false step 
and it would have been over the line. But it just it made it work. Shout out to JG Quintel. Shout out to everybody who made that show. But regular show to me is the best new age Cartoon Network show. Uh, so moving into number four, I have that other one that you mentioned, Adventure Time. I am mad um, at it. You know, Adventure Time. What I have, well, the reason I have it above regular show is that it takes on themes in a more serious way where you're like wow this is so serious i can't believe that this is a cartoon on cartoon network right now like with some of the apocalypse apocalyptic ideas and a lot of the reason i like the show is some of the stuff that really isn't even explained on the show it's kind of like your own interpretation of the facts like of how everything in that world is created and what it all means um I, some of my favorite episodes of all time have to do with like marceline and uh simon yeah, you know, uh, just dwelling back on the past and how they had gotten to where they are. Um, I even think that you know Finn's love life and romances are kind of interesting arcs on the show. Um, but there was always some really good adventures, and I couldn't—I just couldn't believe some of the stuff that they could get away with too. They no, it, where regular show had a lot of. Things that dealt with your everyday life, like relationships and like, and how to deal work. with your friends and work. And of course, they took it to the next level with some of the the crazy shit they would get into. This asked big picture questions like apocalypse stuff. They still had relationship and friendship, but they asked a lot of how does it feel after you die? Like how like should you die? Like they asked a lot of dark questions in, in Adventure Time, and they did a lot of great world building. Loved Marceline. Loved. Love PB Princess Bubblegum. Loved uh the little video game pad. Loved uh Be- Bebo. Yeah, Bebo. Loved uh what's that? What's that? Uh, I don't want to call her fat, but the the uh the little pink princess. She was my she that was my nigga, bro. She was hilarious. <laughs> she was like, hey, we gonna do this now? I can't even yeah, do yeah, that. The, yeah, like the I don't remember. I don't even remember. It was like the. But she was purple. Yeah, she was purple, and she was like a little cloud. Like a cloud, yeah. Yeah, she was amazing. Of course, Finn and Jake. Uh, of course, the wiz- the Winter King or Simon. Well, Ice whatever. King. Ice King, yeah. Love the Fire King, and then love the Lich King. Loved all that shit. Yeah, it was a really interesting world. No, I'm with you. Adventure Time was great. It just couldn't. It just couldn't make my list. Yeah, it, just, it didn't do it for you in the New Age. That's my thing. Like I had to. I was only putting one New Age show on here. And it had to be regular show, but I love Adventure Time. Adventure Time was great, and I can't wait to see it on HBO Max if they bring it back. So good for Adventure Time. Our right, next up for me at number four, I have Dexter's Lab with Dexter, Mandark, Dee Dee, the family. This show really did it for me. I was more of a Dexter's fan than Jimmy Neutron. Seeing the, the anime-esque style to Dexter's Lab. I'm talking about the OG Dexter, not when they started changing how it looked. Having Dexter go to Tokyo and get all the different Megazords and build his own, or seeing all the superheroes like Major Glory and Kronk. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Val I was about Halen. to say, like, I think like it's one of the cooler things about Dexter's show is the offshoot. The offshoot stuff, like the monkey and the superhero team. and like, Loki yeah. the Avengers. Yeah. Like, that shit was absolutely amazing. Loved all of that. Loved the Mandark Didi relationship. It was just a very, very solid, solid show. Not many episodes I didn't like, and had a had a had a decent through line. I think it's really funny too, is like Cartoon Network tried to uh, bank on the Dexter success with what that Johnny Test show. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, that was basically what they were trying to make Dexter, or they, they were trying to make a new Dexter with that, and it did not work. But, um, but yeah, Dexter is really solid. I can see where you put it up high. Um, it, I was a big I've, Dexter fan. I've, I think, really, with my list, it kind of d- was things that I were more fresh on. Okay. But Dexter, I, I haven't seen an episode of Dexter in like t- t- 10 years. Yeah, I watched, yeah. I, watched some, I watched my favorites to get ready for this, and I was like, I still love it. It's still great. Like, Dexter's the shit. So, that's my number four. What you got at number three? Number three, I have Looney Tunes. Looney, uh, okay, you put it high up there. I see you. And like, I'm not bad at it. Well, I'm saying, like, it's a uh, it's a Mount Rushmore of Cartoon Network. You know what I'm that's, saying? It is. It is. So, you know, it, it kind of carries... I mean, it, you know, it carries a, a lot of weight in the in the whole cartoon world. And I mean, it's, I, th- I no. think like one, one thing that you're mentioning was like cast of characters, like it has so many characters. But like why I put it so high is that it's also a show that stands the test of time. Like we're still incorporating it in films and apps and the Looney Tunes today and video games. Yeah. Like the Looney people Tunes still so- wearing Bugs Bunny stuff. Without the Looney Tunes, we don't get things like Tiny Toon Adventures and Animaniacs, which I think, if you want to ask me, I think if Animaniacs wouldn't have focused so much on the 90s, it would have made my list. Being that I know the history of, like, how pop culture and shit was, if you watch Animaniacs and understand, like, the Clinton shit, understand how movies were taking place, Hollywood, how everything was, Animaniacs is an amazing show and should be on the list. But the fact is, it's not timeless. It's stuck in that 90s to early 2000s period where Spielberg's telling his, like, love of shit. Whereas Looney Tunes, it's a timeless show. It, Which it, is it, wild. Yeah, and it's like... That shit was made in the 50s. Yeah, they have some racy episodes, but for the most part, it's Bugs Bunny going to Albuquerque. It's Bugs Bunny dealing with Elmer Fudd or Yosemite Sam. Daffy Duck. Like, the Duck Dodger of the 21st and a half century is amazing. Like, everything about Looney Tunes is just amazing. It was so ahead of its time to say it was made so long ago. Yeah, and I mean, of course, we didn't even mention Space Jam. Yeah, true. Oh, man. Space Jam was great. So that's why I have Looney Tunes so high. Yeah, no, I, I ain't mad at it. That's a solid, solid placing. So at number three for me, this is where I go codename Kids Next Door. For everything you said, that show was absolutely amazing. It was ahead of its time. Talk about a cartoon that had a through line. And you don't even realize this has a through line until you meet um, Agent 183 or, yeah. or whatever his n- number is. He's the blonde-haired homie, and then you find out there's a moon base, and then once you get to the moon base, it's a through line with father. You get to the movies. You find out about there's a traitor. Yeah. Among, you find out that number five sister is working with eight with uh, Kid 183. They got to get Kid 183 out with that Star Wars episode. Like, number one ends up becoming the main guy. Everything just about that show was great from the villains to the kids to just the organization. Like you wanted to know how the Paris code name Kids Next Door unit would work. You want to know how the London, all the different cities and everything, they had such potential to be bigger. They just they they when they realized what they had, it was too late. You're talking about like the showrunners? Yeah, the show. Yeah. I mean like that's the thing about kids codename Kids Next Door that makes it so much better than a lot of these other shows is that and like Scooby Doo has this as well, and I guess I'm kind of blowing my number two, but it was uh, they had movies that could follow up with how great the show was, like True. especially with Codename Kid Next Door. The movies just elevated the show even more. 
So yeah. like when you find out number one's dad fought father when he was a kid and like or fought father's grandfather and number one's dad was in the code name Kids Next Door, it's like what? Well, and, and then there's even like part of those scenes in the movies where you see like a kid that is like high up in the kids next door, and they're like, "Well, I'm about to, I'm, I'm about to like turn 13, like yeah. I'm about to like change, like you know." So it's just like a crazy thought take on childhood. No, and, it, it, just to see like, and it started off with just these kids hating a like not liking adults who were doing them dirty at like the little uh at like the the pool and it was the lifeguard homies with the walrus and the and the horn niggas and then it just escalates into this big worldwide thing and it was just it was awesome and when you see all the villains get together like this common cold the 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 toothbrush homie father the, the toilet tooth, paper guy to, toilet paper dude who was just the joke of the crew the lunch lady just every all the villains were so creative and codenames kids next door is quintessential early 2000s cartoon network yeah, definitely. I agree that it was the best one of that time. Ooh, well, my number two has to argue with that, but go ahead. What you got at number two? Number two, I have Scooby Doo because I'm mad at it. The show that I was always watching when I was a kid. I mean, everything from uh, Scooby Doo from the past, like uh, Where Are You, Scooby Doo? The Do you cheat? Scooby Doo. You putting them all in. <laughs> well, I mean, like when I mean that, I mean like you know, Scooby Doo movies, Zombie Island, uh, all the stuff that came on Cartoon Network, Scooby Doo Cyber Chase, like all that stuff was on Cartoon Network. It was all Scooby Doo. So I mean, like Scooby Doo, just kind of um, is Cartoon Network to me. Okay, okay, I ain't mad at it. Scooby Doo was great, man. Like I loved it. To me, the best Scooby Doo's are Pup Named Scooby Doo. And the early Scooby Doo, where are yous? And I even like the Scooby Doo Scrappy Doo Adventures. See, for me, uh, if I'm watching a series, I can there. I I actually I would go with Pup Named Scooby Doo, and then I would go with the older Scooby Doo, but the ones that they get the guest stars. Ah, that's my. I love that one as well. Like with Batman and like the Harlem Globetrotters and yeah, that shit, yeah, that shit was fire. Which is a little bit ahead of like the oldest one, um, but seventies. Like I, I actually really liked when they revamped it when we were like in middle school with what's new Scooby Doo. They had some good stuff, and especially some of the celebrity incorporations they did with that. Didn't they have Shaq. Or LeBron James, they had one of them. They had a few of them. They had a few basketball players. You know, they brought the Harlem Globetrotters back a few times. They did like bands like Simple Plan and WWE wrestlers, and you know, they did John Cena. Yeah, they did a whole WWE movie. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm mad at your number two. It's a solid, solid number two. All right. Well, what was the what you think was better than Codename Kids Next Door in that era? Look for me at number two. It's about these kids. That live in a cul-de-sac that just did scams on each other. I'm talking Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Quintessential comedy. And just the the idea, and I know this is like a creepypasta conspiracy theory, but the fact is, ever since I read this, it changed my opinion on Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and it just made me think that, God, I hope the writers thought this because this is absolutely amazing. That the cul-de-sac is freaking purgatory, and each kid is a kid from a different generation of like the world, whereas like Eddie's from the fifties, always trying to con, just right out of the Great Depression. Naz is from like the seventies, like just this girl who's like out here doing her seventies shit. Uh, 
the Kevin's from the 80s, like that grind lifestyle, that that early shit. Ralph is from like the 20s or the 10s or the early, like the early aughts where you're farming and shit. Uh, Cindy and uh, not Cindy, uh, Sarah and uh, Jimmy are from the 50s. Like they're that swing out couple. Johnny is doing imaginary kid shit from the 40s. Freaking Double D is from like the or no Ed's from the 90s. Double D's from like the 70s. Like just. Ever since I saw that, Trooper, it changed my entire opinion of this damn show. And just from the humor factor, and then when you get to the movie, when you meet Eddie's brother, the Canker Sisters, this show was absolutely hilarious. And Ed, Ed and Eddie is, to me, is quintessential Cartoon Network comedy. Yeah, I mean, I think it uh, definitely carries a lot of weight in Cartoon Network. Um, Bro, that Purgatory series, true, that uh, up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, it's the same thing where, like, do you think about those theories with Pokemon and... Or SpongeBob. SpongeBob or... Uh, yeah, I don't look at those for that. But like, Rugrats. I fucked with. Heavy. Well, I mean, it, it also goes back to what I was thinking about, talking about with Adventure Time, where sometimes your perspective on the show kind of j- shows where how much you like it. Like, it, So for you, your perspective on that show is that... So it it's it feels a certain way to you. Yeah, but like it does. My, I, for me, I kind of see it as just like the basic dick around show. The little dick around show. So that's why and I, I don't just, have it as like high. They're, they're scamming. I always thought I could scam like them, like make that little shit in the neighborhood. Like it was always and they're going for these big ass jawbreakers that they never could get. Yeah, that never that didn't even look comfortable. Bro, I wanted one of those jawbreakers. Like if we talk, if we got to do a list of like. Oh, I remember, like, I bought a jawbreaker one time because I was like, oh, well, I mean, this has got to be, like, the bee's knees, right? And so I had it, and I was like, this is terrible. Yeah, it was not what I wanted. I Like, we got to do a list of best TV show foods that we always wanted to eat it because the Ed and Eddie jawbreaker's on there. Yeah, it's probably one for sure. Scooby Snacks definitely on there. You wanted to try Scooby Snacks? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I would try Scooby Snacks, but it's like, that's dog food, bro. Shaggy was eating it. Shaggy was always high. <laughs> Shaggy, she's like, like, can we be honest? Shaggy and Scooby were smoking dope all the time. <laughs> yeah, so what? Shaggy and Scooby <laughs> were 100% stoners of the friend group. Velma was the nerd. Fred was the jock. And Daphne was the popular girl. So what? You know, people needed Shaggy. <laughs> Zoinks. But nah, Shaggy was amazing. All right, well, what you got at number one? I number hope we don't have the same number one. This is the same as you. Oh, my gosh. We do? Yes. What you got? Because it's the best show ever. Yeah, it is. It really Batman, is. the animated series. Like, look, ladies and gentlemen, we had... Look, I told Schubert before we started... My, Schubert, my original top ten didn't even have Batman on there because I was like, I oh, well, I mean, like, I assume that we're just not going to touch Batman, but this guy's like, oh, well, I have, you know, but you have to... You got Batman in there. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, Batman's in there. Bro. He's got to be on top. Batman the Animated Series. What am I going to lie and say? I watched it first on Amazon Prime when I bought it. No. I used to watch Batman the Animated Series every day on Cartoon Network, and I de- and I never got in an order. It was just whatever episode I got on the thing, and that shit changed my life. I had I had no choice but to put this on here. And, yo, Batman Beyond, honorable mention, but I told Schubert, like, if I'm going to do one, I'm only going to use one. And if I'm going to do and I one... Said, and I said I watched Batman Beyond on WB. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's why I don't have Static on here, because I, I watched Static on WB Kids as well. 
But Batman the Animated Series, I watched on Cartoon Network for majority of it. Yeah, like the new Batman Adventures I caught on WB Kids. But for the most part, Batman the Animated Series has to be on here. This, there's no superhero cartoon that has been better than this. Not a one. Which one? Give me one. Young Justice. That's arguable because Young Justice does a lot of great through line shit. But if you talk about the heart of characters and and just like the villain build up and just what a show is, I still go with Batman the Animated Series. Over well, here. the thing the thing is that you can argue with that is you don't have Young Justice without Batman the Animated Series. True. Very true. Like Batman the Animated Series, pretty much. I think I don't think we have the MCU without Batman the Animated Series. Like hey. I think that in a sense, like. I think that Batman in the animated series carried on what you could do with comic books at that time. Like at that time, you really weren't having like serious runs with comic book movies. So that was the, really the first time you'd ever seen a comic book thing, uh, a comic book entity work outside of like the Batman movie of 1990. And let's not and act like it didn't spawn a universe like Superman, the animated series, the Justice exactly, League series. The Justice like, League series. All of that came stemmed Young from Justice Batman. Justice came out of that series. Like, I don't know if they're the same people, but, you know. It's the same kind of animation. Same kind at, of animation. Facts. No, I'm, I'm going to give it to you. Teen but, like, Titans. I'm talking I'm talking the straight through line. Like, the this, this Batman that's in Batman the Animated Series is in Justice League. That's it's true. It's in Superman the Animated Series. That's it's also in, true. Is Batman Beyond is that Batman. Like, all of that shit is one universe. And that shit is crazy. And then you get some of the best performances. Mark Hamill as the Joker. Kevin Conroy as Batman. Created like, Harley Quinn. We don't have Paul Birds of Prey D- without yeah. that series. Without Batman the Anime series, you do not get Harley Quinn. Paul Dini, uh, Dwayne McDuffie, and, and uh, Tim... Um, oh my goodness. How am I forgetting Tim? Uh, Bruce Tim are gods when it comes to DC DC animation and honestly the DC lore because those dudes created something that was absolutely incredible. And when people, you know how when you said people think of uh, their quintessential uh, their quintessential Scooby-Doo or whatever? Yeah. If you ask someone from the 90s who their quintessential Batman is, it's not a comic book Batman. It's not a movie Batman. It's not any of these things, but it's Batman from... It's Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill's portrayal of Batman and Joker from Batman the Animated Series. They are still the best Batman and Joker. And honestly, all those editions of those characters are the best of those characters to this date. There's not one from live action or from any other animated series that has taken the crown from those characters. Yeah, um, it's true. Um, Margot Robbie is not a better Harley Quinn than the Harley Quinn we got in that show. Uh, you know, you could argue, argue with Heath Ledger, but you know, and Mark Hamill's Joker is kind of like the ideal Joker. Quintessential. Mr. Freeze, Penguin, Two-Face. Quintessential. Jim Gordon. Like, we haven't gotten a Jim Gordon like that Jim Gordon in Batman the Animated Series. That man had problems, bro. That man was sad, but he held it together. He had his strength. Like... Dick Grayson, we got a Tim Drake, uh, we got Raz Ghul. Everything was about that show was fucking incredible. And then when you find out the twist that Terry McGinnis in in uh, Batman Beyond is a clone of Bruce Wayne, and you're like, what? Like, let's fucking go. Like, give Paul Dini and Bruce Tim their credit as the best DC creators in terms of television and TV sh- and, and movies because they are. No one has done it like them, and those dudes should do movies. Like, 
I, I'm, I'm so excited for Matt Reeves. I'm so excited for everything DC's doing. But if you ask me who is the best, it's them. Yeah. I mean, they definitely, I, like I said, I feel like they created comic books, comic book entertainment, what it is today with the show that they created. And like, honestly, X-Men and Spider-Man wish they were as good as this. And that's true. I guess X-Men was competing with that at the same time and Spider-Man. And to their well, credit, they're after. And that's yeah. why Spider-Man was so good, honestly, because Spider-Man's better than X-Men, but Spider-Man took cues from Batman the Animated Series. Exactly. X-Men, like, had a very comic booky deal where, like, Spider-Man actually did do some of, like, the Batman the Animated Series. Star like, But it was still bright. Like, Batman the Animated Series took a noir-style thing and made it, like, it, that show was dark, bro. It was dark. Like, I don't know how my mom let me watch that. This was, was Batman. Batman. But, like, she don't even know. Like, that shit was crazy. They had rapes. They had all kinds of crazy shit. Like, they had, like, parents leaving their kids. Like, that shit was sad for early Linden. It was like, damn. Thank God Batman's there, because without them, all these people's lives would be miserable. But Batman's life was also miserable. And it's just sad. Like, damn. Shout out to Alfred, making Batman feel better. Alfred, the real hero. Yo, Alfred was a godsend. Oh, but yeah, man, that's... Undoubtedly our, our number one. All right, what you got? Go over your list. Say your list one more time, and then I'll say mine real quick. Okay. Uh, Ed, Ed, Nettie, Code, Lyoko, uh, Teen Titans, Clone Wars, Regular Show, Codename Kids Next Door, Adventure Time, Looney Tunes, Scooby-Doo, and Batman the Animated Series. At number 10, I got Tom and Jerry. At number 9, I got Samurai Jack. At number 8, I got a pup named Scooby-Doo. At number 7, I got the Powerpuff Girls. At number 6, I got Looney Tunes. At number 5, I got Regular Show. At number 4, I got Dexter's Lab. At number 3, I got Codename Kids Next Door. At number 2, I have Ed and Eddie. And at number 1, I have Batman the Animated Series. I wanted to say this because I know when we post this, Twitter's going to be up in flames because I'm going to post the list on Twitter of both of ours. No Curse the Cowardly Dog on either of our lists. No, I didn't like that show. Me neither. We're not big horror fans, but... Low-key people think that's some of the best Cartoon Network content ever. Uh, I'm not surprised. It's not, my, it's not my cup of tea. No Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. To me, that's an honorable mention. It wasn't a bad show. I did like that show. It just wasn't, like, you know, the best show, in my opinion. It had, like, it, it had, like, some really solid episodes, but there were also some episodes where it was like, oh, this show stinkers. stinkers. Yeah, they yeah. had some stinkers. Facts. I'm trying to think of anything else we forgot that's, like, major. Um, I think that might be it. I think the biggest shocker of the list is you having Code Lyoko at number nine. I guess so. I mean, I really like that show, man. I thought that show was awesome. I ain't mad at it. I'm just saying that was just a shocker. Didn't expect that one. Yeah. Well, you have to have one. Yeah, no, true, true, true. No, um, ah, no Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. No I was considered. Yeah, to me, that's a that's on my, an on my original list when we didn't like talk when I wasn't expecting us to do Looney Tunes and Batman. I had Foster's Home on there at ten. Ah, that's not bad. Uh, and I, I had Ed, Ed and Eddie at seven. Okay, see, I I'm, when we were just thinking original programming, I thought Steven Universe could have made a push on my list. I thought Adventure Time definitely would have made it on my list if we're just doing just original programming. Uh, um. Class of 3000 would have been an honorable mention, that Andre 3000 show. I really like that show. My Gym Partner's a Monkey was good. Camp Laszlo was good. But that's getting into that, that mid-2000 shit when we're getting out of cartoons. Like, Chowder yeah. didn't fuck with Chowder. Did not. 
No, or Flapjack, The Misadventures of Flapjack. That was nope. not my jam. But my friend Olivia, my goodness, she loved that show. Shout out to you, Olivia. If you, I know you're not fucking listening, but whatever. <laughs> but just had to say my shouts out. But uh, what else? Life and Times of Juniper Lee was pretty good, but to me that was just American Dragon Jake Long, just for Cartoon Network. Yeah, I mean, I don't really remember a lot of the other shows besides the ones we... We mentioned, but I, I mean, say, like you had like the cow and chicken. And... Yeah, I was gonna say us forgetting cow and chicken and Johnny Bravo is pretty sad. Uh, well, yeah, I mean Johnny Bravo is not a top ten Cartoon Network show, but <laughs> Johnny Bravo would get canceled. He's a car. He's a, he could be a top ten Cartoon Network character. John, Johnny Bravo Loki is catching a Me Too in twenty twenty. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can't you can't be going around saying all that shit now. Hey, sexy lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He would say some things that were like really, really raunchy, <laughs> like in public. Let me put this uh banana in your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> Johnny Bravo was a clown, bro. And legit, from my first grade to like fourth grade years, I thought he was the coolest fuck ever. <laughs> Why, dude? He never got the girl. But I thought he was fire. I thought the girls were just clowning. <laughs> Johnny was buff. He had the sunglasses. He was kicking ass. Here's some, like, I looked up some quotes or whatever. It was like, hey, want to see my comb? It does really fast. <laughs> hey, baby, I can tell we both love the same things. Me. <laughs> oh, mama, I'm so sweet. I've got a mouth full of cavities. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. Oh, shit. I'm pretty. You're pretty. Want to go home and stare at each other? Johnny Bravo's a clown, bro. I'm a thief, and I'm here to steal your heart. (laughs) Your body is a wonderland, and I want to be Alice. (laughs) Johnny Uh, Bravo's low-key based off of Elvis. I can see that with the hair. Yeah. And the voice. I'm a dancer. You're uh, a romancer. You're a Capricorn. I'm a Cancer. Johnny Bravo's a clown, bro. It was amazing, though. Like, for real. Shout out to. Oh, low key. Did you know this? Seth Farland and Butch Hartman, Fairly Odd Parents, and uh, Danny Phantom creator and Family Guy creator Seth MacFarlane both worked on and they got their first break on Johnny Bravo. Yes, I did know that about Seth MacFarlane. Great. I didn't know that about Butch Hartman. I recently watched like um, a kind of a little documentary about Seth MacFarlane, and that was like part of his deal. That was like his, his start, and that's Seth how he got like Cartoon Network con- connections. Seth MacFarlane's gonna make a list when we do top ten Adult Swim ca- cartoons. Well, yeah, he's gonna make a list. So will Butch Hartman. I'm interested to see because next week I think we should do our top ten Nickelodeon cartoons. Well, Butch I Hartman think- would definitely be on that list. Butch Hartman's making two spots on your list. Uh, yeah. With both Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom. So I'm excited for this. But you guys, let us know if you liked our Cartoon Network list. If you think we missed something, let us know on Twitter, hubert14, lenbwt, or bros who think. Let us know what we missed. We're going to put our list out and we want to know what you guys think of them. But, Schubert, that's all we got this week, brother. Yeah, you mentioned our socials. Go ahead and let people know where we're at, what's going on with the network. Uh, you can check out all the recent episodes from uh, last week, like the most recent episode of Anime Talk. Me and Crystal will be putting out some extra content of some form this week for you guys, but the new episode will be out next Tuesday. But be sure to catch up on the old episode that dropped last week. New Bros Who Think podcast this upcoming Thursday. But 
if you missed out last week, we had a big debate of which album was better, Eternal to Take Deluxe versus Don Tolliver's Heaven or Hell, Lil Uzi versus Don Tolliver. Great debate. We also had which was the best 90s R&B uh, group, male R&B group. So check that out on the past episode. Probably going to talk about The weekend this week, huh? Yeah, we're definitely talking about The weekend's album this week. And if Party Next Door has too much shoes to fill, so... I'm hype on that, but that'll be out this Thursday. But other than that, that's all we got. We're going to just be putting out some quarantine content and hoping you guys, helping you guys make it through this crazy time. Because, like, honestly, this is history. Like, we're living in history right now, which I fucking hate. Have you seen the thing where, like, the animals are taking over their territory again? Where, like, some animals just, like, are coming out and, like, just out the streets i've seen people say that's fake i've seen people say that's true i don't know it's true <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but I'm the seen- animals are taking over <laughs> that's the conspiracy oh shit but it was it, it was the bad the bad the bad decided that he, they were gonna like you know rebel and all the animals are starting to take over have you ever seen the show zoo <laughs> yeah wait no i don't think i have it was a CBS show, and like the whole deal where was the animals were kind of like getting smart and coming up with a a way to kind of overthrow the humans, and that was like what they were doing. Jesus, well, you know, hey, hopefully we get the new season of the boys soon to help combat this coronavirus. The boys, I'm so ready for that, bro. We got a lot of stuff. That's going to be available, so it's there's a lot of stuff out there to watch. You just got to pay for some of it. Yeah, facts. I'm shocked we put an hour and 27 in this, because I thought it was going to be less, but that Top 10 Cartoon Network pod got us got us in there. Yeah, for sure. But, but anyway, that, that's going to wrap things up for us here. Let's go ahead and get out of here and uh, go back to quarantine. I hope everyone out there has a great week, and as always, keep binging. Keep binging.